Medical blogs are a rapidly growing area of medical media, attracting the full sector of healthcare professionals. Is it time to throw away your journals and just sign on to the latest medical blogs? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Dr. Kevin Poe, a practicing internist in New Hampshire and prominent medical blogger. Dr. Poe's blog site is called Kevin MD and has been featured or mentioned in both mainstream and physician newspapers and magazines such as the Wall Street Journal, the British Medical Journal, the Detroit Free Press, and the American Medical News. Dr. Poe, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. For our non-blogger enthusiasts out there, can you give us a quick definition of what's a blog? Well, a blog is short for weblog, and essentially it's an internet diary where entries are posted in chronological order. It can be about anything written by everyone, and it's more prominent in government and lawyer circles, but over the last five to seven years, healthcare blogging has become more important. How many of you guys are there out there? We don't have any good metrics. It's difficult to say. I would guess between 500 to 1,000. And I think you were rated in the top 10. Is that correct? Well, there are several power lists uh, that are out there based on traffic and where you rank in Google. And some of the metrics I rate in the top five. It changes on a weekly basis depending on who links to me and what kind of traffic I receive. What do you think your success is due to? Is it your style? Is it your anger? Is it your passion? I think there are a couple things. First, my blog is updated pretty regularly, so people keep coming back and finding out what I have to say. I have a pretty active comment discussion. A lot of the topics that I post are fairly controversial and polarizing and incites a lot of active and passionate discussion, so people come back for the debate. And I think I touch upon pretty much everything. As you, as you know, medicine and healthcare is a hot topic. There are plenty of new issues. Things are changing every day. And with the discussion and frequency, my blog is updated. People keep coming back. How does Kevin MD compare to like these websites for doctors, Cerno, where docs can go and talk to each other? Well, I think Cermo is one of the newer Web 2.0 applications. I'm, I'm a part of it. I think the biggest difference is that my discussions are open to the public, whereas Cermo is for physicians only. And I think it's important to expose some of uh, these issues and opinions that doctors have to the public so they know what we're facing and what's going on behind the scenes. So it seems like you've got a lot of people that are on your blog. You have patients, you've got doctors, you've got probably pharmaceutical people going in there. Any other ones that I wouldn't even think of? Basically, if you could name the field in medicine, there's someone that has a blog or visits my blog. Paramedics, you mentioned other physicians, pharmaceutical reps. There are hospital CEOs, health insurance CEOs, and, of course, lawyers, because I do talk a lot about tort reform and medical malpractice, and that brings out a lot of opinions from lawyers. When do you find the time to do it? Do you do it in between patients, in the morning, before you go to bed at night? I do it before I see patients. I normally spend about two to three hours total per day maintaining the blog and finding articles. I normally find most of my articles in the morning uh, before I come into work and then selectively publish them throughout the day. Sometimes during lunch, if there's breaking news, I'll catch up and publish a few more things. And then before I go to bed at night, just do one more check to see if there's any major events that happen. But cumulatively, about two to three hours per day. And it does take up a fair amount of time. 
I'm looking at one from September 20th, 2007, and it's about doctor salaries. The free market experiment. What if doctors were really paid what they were worth? Do you come up with the topic, or do you find it somewhere else posted and then just put your opinion on? I find most of my stuff from other sites. I have a medical feeds page that I visit pretty much every day, as well as Google Reader, where I aggregate a lot of other RSS feeds. And I look for interesting topics and titles that, that people have, and I link to them. And sometimes I will add a one-liner just to incite debate. I would give sometimes some opinion and commentary, but most of my entries are link-based, and I find interesting hot topics that are discussed because I'm not the only one who certainly finds a lot of controversies in medicine. How long have you been doing it? Kevin MD has been up for about four years now. Did you expect this response? I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. I started about four years ago. I looked at some of the more established blogs like DB's Medical Rant and Bed Pundit and uh, Chris Rangel's blog, and they were giving their take on mainstream media's interpretation of medical news. And as you could imagine, sometimes physicians have a more in-depth or different opinion than what you read in the newspapers. And I thought to myself, I can do this too. And I started writing some simple pieces, and it snowballed from there because people got involved with the discussions, and it incited a lot of debate. And uh, I've been doing it ever since, and now it's taken up some time, and it's grown to a point where I average between eight and 10,000 readers per day. So now you have sponsors on the site, and you get paid from them. I have some sponsors because uh, my demographic is pretty desirable. It's uh, the tech-savvy physician because uh, not all physicians read blogs. So the physicians that do read my blog are somewhat internet savvy. And a lot of the web 2.0 companies find that an attractive market to uh, target. I do get paid and it helps defray some of the costs of running the site. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. I'm talking with Dr. Kevin Poe, who is a practicing internist in New Hampshire and a medical blogger. His blog site is called Kevin MD. Kevin, are there major controversies that you have posted that have gotten you into trouble? Personally, no. My blog has been written about in a lot of the local newspapers, so my colleagues, my employer, my patients all know about it. But there have been several instances where other blogs have gotten into trouble, where their employers were not comfortable with their physicians blogging, where physicians would blog about patients without regard to patient privacy and HIPAA. There was a case earlier this year where the pediatrician blogger Flea blogged about he was a defendant in his malpractice trial, and he blogged about it in real time. And plaintiff's attorney got wind of that, and uh, because he had blogged about it in real time, eventually forced that case to be settled. And the mainstream media, like the Boston Globe and other outlets, picked up on that and shed a pretty negative light on physician blogging. Did you have to consult an attorney before you put up your site to kind of tell you what you should and shouldn't do? Well, I think what you should and shouldn't do is pretty much common sense. Patient privacy is very important. You have to abide by the HIPAA laws. Don't write anything that you won't take responsibility for later. Don't assume that there's any anonymity on the web because people can find out who you are even if you don't use your real name. After the Flea episode where his blog was shut down because of malpractice of his malpractice trial, I did consult a lawyer to craft a more comprehensive disclaimer for my site. To me, it seems like you're in a pretty powerful position that if you wanted to, you could bring down a pharmaceutical company if you got enough doctors to come on and, and start slamming their drug. 
Well, I think that's already been done. Uh, Peter Roast, the former marketing executive at Pfizer, has his own blog and pretty much exposes a lot of the underbelly of the pharmaceutical industry. And I think that goes to the testament of the power of blogging because it's widely read and everyone can start one up and write whatever they want or whatever they see. Now, you've been out in practice for not that many years. For almost five years now. And so has this kind of opened your eyes to things that you would have rather not known about? Not at all. I think that, if anything, is keeping me up to date. Uh, it's forced me to uh, read current medical articles and stay abreast with current medical news. With the recent healthcare reform initiatives, it's definitely kept me abreast and up to date with that. No regrets at all. Uh, I think that, it, if anything, it's made me a better physician by keeping me more informed. And how's it doing in terms of your recognition? I mean, can you walk to the local grocery store? Or are you getting bombarded with people for your autograph? No. <laughs> I don't think blogging is that mainstream yet, so uh, I, I don't expect a lot of fame to be garnered from this. Do you have patients coming in saying, Dr. Kevin, um, can you write about me in your next blog? I make a point not to blog about patient encounters because I don't want patients to be thinking that I'll be writing about them in a blog entry. So although there are some physicians who do write about patients, I make it a point that I don't. All right, let's say I want to start my own blog. How easy is it? Do I just go to Google and set up a blog? It's very easy to uh, set up a blog. Blogger is what I use. Google owns it. You can set up a blog in about five to ten minutes, and it's fairly straightforward. If you want to use a more comprehensive platform, there are things like WordPress or Movable Type, which requires slightly more knowledge, but nothing that anyone with any internet savvy can't do. It's fairly user accessible, and I think, again, that goes to its power. It's so simple that anyone can use it. Do you see other doctors out there kind of mimicking what you've done, or is there someone out there that you have used as your mentor? I think that it doesn't fit every physician. Physicians already are pressed for time, and the last thing they need is to blog and spend more hours during the day talking about medicine. So I don't think it's for everybody. I think that, yes, there are some physicians who I've inspired to blog, and I definitely am somewhat proud of that. I definitely think that some have written to me saying that, you know, if Kevin Poe can do it, I can do it too. And that's essentially how I got started. I looked at some of the more established blogs and saw what they were doing, and I definitely said I could do it too, and, and I've been doing it for the last few years. Take us through really what's on your blog site on a daily basis. Let's say this morning. What did you put on this morning? Well, I surfed through about the 50 to 70 blogs that I browsed, and I picked up on uh, some response from the Wall Street Journal about Hillary Clinton's recent health care proposal, and I'm sure it's a polarizing topic. There is a post from the Schwitzer News blog, who is a media professor in Minnesota who analyzes media news, and he writes about whether these brief medical news stories that you see on TV and the newspaper do more harm than good. Dr. Rob, who is a physician uh, down south, wrote on his blog about 10 things patients say that makes a doctor's heart sink. And a lot of it is simply links. Some of it I don't have any comment on, and some of it I do, like the one that you had previously mentioned about doctor salaries and the free market. In a sense, you're a messenger. You're delivering the message and putting it out there. You're not necessarily always saying, this is what I feel. And you're letting people kind of start the fight or the 
the controversies by themselves? There are different styles of blogging. There are styles where physicians or the blogger can write extensive missives and write significantly about experiences and long stories. There's also another style, what I call link blogging or aggregating, where I aggregate and compile interesting links throughout the day. So I think I'm, I'm on one end of the spectrum and other blogs are on the other end. I do write opinions once in a while. I wrote a piece on defensive medicine. I wrote a piece on Medicare reimbursement that was published in a local newspaper last month. But they're more uncommon because they do take time and there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. Dr. Kevin Poe, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We've been talking about healthcare blogs. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thanks for listening.